We are listening to Open Country Joy from Mahi Beach and Orchestra. The album Birds of Fire, 1974. We're going to continue with Soft Machine. This is Ban Ban Caliban. You're listening to Mutiny Radio.fm. Thank you. 
This next piece is going to be from a band known as Griffin. They were formed at the London School of Music in 1971. Let's see if I can find a place here. All to you. And here we have. This is the last flash of Gabardine Taylor. By Griffin. From the album Midnight Mushrooms. 1973.
we here at Per the Gates of Delirium would like to thank the continuing generosity of our major sponsor, Alfred from Alfred's World of Trousers. Alfred has talked by Perkins Warbeck the 23rd back from the ledge on many occasions when I thought that true meaning and true, true fulfillment was not to be had in this earthly dimension Alfred has always reassured me in the only way that he can that the fight itself is the purpose. I doubt, therefore, I am. What all else fails? There's very little to hang on to. The very act of doubting the point and purpose of this exotic journey reminds us that we are the rarest of self-aware creatures possibly unlike anything else in the entire universe we don't know but we know we're rare consider that as we move into Van de Graaff Generator this is darkness
be blood on the tracks when all is said and done. But that doesn't mean that ultimately it will not have meant something. Meaning is forged in the moment, not in memory. Through memory we can impose whatever we want on the past, and we do. It's not a truthful accounting of what happened. It's not a truthful accounting of who you are, who you were at the time. You made a decision to act in accordance with all that you were up to that point in time. If you could have done otherwise, you would have. But you didn't, so you couldn't have. We can accept, forgive, and move on. You know, we haven't been hurt intentionally. We haven't been harmed by those who wanted to harm us. They just didn't know otherwise. It was who they were, not a product of conscious choice. Remember that, and it's time to move on and unshackle yourself from the past.
out to the sounds of Dixie, the Dixie Dregs and Steve Morris in a beautiful duet with himself and Rod Morgenstern on violin called Old World. That was the Dixie Dregs. I'm going to sign off and leave it to Tweeka Turner here on March 15th. 2022. I have been Perkins Warbeck. This has been Gates of Delirium, and we are on Mutiny Radio.fm. I'll see you next week at 6 o'clock here from the sprawling studios of Mutiny Radio.fm. This is Perkins Warbeck, the 23rd, saying good night.
Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Anti-Trump is the antivirus or antibody to the Trump virus. We're a global alliance of humans standing up against the Trump brand. Antitrump.com started four years ago on March 19th, 2016 with two sketches and a dream for a better world. Nobody thought it was going to be this bad. Most of us probably figured it would just be four more years of the same old... He was a 70-year-old babbling Nimrod. How bad could it really be? Treason is the last of his felonious activities. The Trump brand has hijacked our government and sold Lady Liberty to the mob. We are a leaderless and without the most basic health care systems and community services. COVID-19 is a pandemic, but the Trump brand is the virus. Welcome to the antivirus. Go to antitrump.com and spread the word. Individual politics aren't important. What is important is that we stand together as a unified voice and say enough is enough. That's antitrump.com. Welcome to Strictly Bad Vibes, your personal complaint department. Um... What, what the hell are we talking about? Um, whiny people and their stupid complaints that we requested they send us. Why do we do this? Why, why are we doing this? <laughs> None of which matters in this equation because it is his choice to carry such horse shit on the fucking train. And he was yelling. He was like, move it, bitch, move it, bitch. And, uh. And uh, I wasn't, I wasn't. I'm just not. I'm not moving it, you know. I've arrived. Why should I move? I don't like what work has been giving us at our free lunches. 115-340-1976, and it does not spell anything. 115-340-1976. Go for it. Call in, guys. Go. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. 
San Francisco Mutiny Radio. MutinyRadio.fm Why not make a donation? MutinyRadio.fm Streaming live the station. MutinyRadio.fm District of the Mission. MutinyRadio.fm MutinyRadio.fm Listen to live streaming radio or download a podcast and you can listen on the go. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. Look, why not go to MutinyRadio.fm, hit the donate button, stream them live, download a podcast, have some fun! Everybody, listen to the weekly review with Roman every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. This is an unapologetically anti-capitalist program. We interview community organizers, activists, and artists. We talk about ways you can take action right now. So listen in to the weekly review every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead peasants? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! 499. Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's Underground 
Underground Comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcr. Let's watch a full-length movie on you. on a lark and peeing in the park. You should follow me on Twitter. It's jokes to Carl. That's the duh of Francais, not the duh of dumbass. But never mind that. Don't follow me now. Follow me later. I mean, for right now. Welcome to L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Carl, how are you, man? Very good, Mike. Very happy to be here today because it's a switcheroo. I had a week's break of research. Thank you, Michael. Yes. Well, we're very excited. Our show is Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube. We're going to watch with you, let us, a full-length movie on YouTube. Usually Carl, who just did the theme song, watches a movie four times researches the movie hates the movie yeah. hates life but you know, <laughs> know it is as he said up top a switcheroo we are streaming right now on mutiny radio as we do every sunday 2 p.m pacific standard time following flat plastic what found round sound Found round uh, sound we love scotto thank you scotto for your hard work a uh, big shout out if you if you want to check out mutinyradio.fm where we stream first you go to mutinyradio.fm Check out all the programming. Check out our archives. We've been on the air since 2016. We have a lot of great shows. None of them are easy to access, but you can find it on the site. But join us. Join our podcast. You go to your podcast machine and you type in L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T, and then you can subscribe. So you can listen Sunday. You can, this, The podcast drops Sunday. And we're also on YouTube at L. W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Wow, that is the nitty-gritty. So, Carl, it's the old switcheroo. Do you have anything you want to ask me? Uh, what is the movie today for breakfast? That's a great question. We are watching Breakfast in Hollywood. Yes, Tom Brenneman's own Breakfast in Hollywood back from 1946. Oh, so, how current. Um, yeah, so I have to give a content a trigger warning up front. It is in black and white. So if you like color movies, you're shit out of luck this week. That triggers it's a black me. and white movie. The war just ended, dude. The war just ended. 
1946. Yeah, I guess it was shot in 40. Well, we'll see. We'll hear from you. We'll hear from me. But anyway, we want you to join us. So go to your YouTube channel, your YouTube app, type in Breakfast in Hollywood, 1946. We have uh, a few copies out there. The version I like is a really good copy. It's from a channel called Salam Arini Awad. And I'll spell the three names. Salami Arena. No, Salam Arini so you know actually if you mix her name up together it might be salami but salam s-a-l-a-m her second name is irene i-r-i-n-i awad a-w-a-d breakfast in hollywood 1946 salam irene awad is the channel we like so we want you to go into youtube find that link click it hit pause move your timer to zero 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 when we say go, you're going to hit play and we're going to watch it at the same time. Now, that's pretty much a lot of things to do right now. So we want you to kick back. Our producer, Carl, has spoken to a celebrity comedian. And that celebrity comedian will provide our celebrity. Wait, comedian. wait, wait. This is a switcheroo. You need to speak to a celebrity comedian. Record it. Sure. Okay. Sounds good. All right. So, uh, we're, we're keep recording. Gosh, I didn't, I didn't see that in my notes. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm very excited as it's just thought goes. of it now. <laughs> I just happened to sp uh, spoken to a celebrity comedian. Mike, take it away. Hello. Welcome back to Celebrity Comedian Countdown, this time with none other than Felix Kiner. Hi, Felix. Hey. How are you, guys? I'm doing. Hey, good to have you on Let's Watch a Full Night Movie on YouTube. We are watching today uh, Breakfast in Hollywood. And when I heard the word Hollywood, I thought of one man, Felix Kiner, king of Hollywood. Is is that true or not at this point? A, a king of West Hollywood, a very specific area, which is uh, my street, and not just the entire street, but my my. Uh, I know my the place. neighborhood. It's it's in between two trading. I'm king of that. The the outside of it, nobody knows about me. But Felix is a comedian. Uh, not just in West Hollywood, but Hollywood and North Hollywood. You played in North Hollywood as well, Haha ha Cafe, maybe. South, uh, West, uh, Upper, Lower, <laughs> Lower That's Hollywood. Awesome. We need a, a Lower Hollywood. <laughs> a Lower, yeah, like a downtown, downtown Hollywood. Downtown Hollywood. We why we West Hollywood doesn't have a downtown. This movie we're watching is actually a real thing. It was a radio show on Hollywood and Vine. This guy had his own restaurant. His name is Brennerman, and it was called Brennerman's or Brennerman's. And he would, for a half hour every morning, do a Hollywood show. Now, as a Hollywood comedian, what do you think of that? It's a good gig, right? Yeah, I would love uh, to do that every morning. Have your own restaurant and then, like, have people come in and then just chit-chat for a live half-hour show? Yeah, a restaurant would be amazing. With the prices today, I want my breakfast uh... Zero would you you would charge the cus you would charge the audience members breakfast right 20, it, it wouldn't be uh, a sandwich twenty five dollars coffee eight uh, that's pretty cheap it, you you are living with the and of course tip and it's going to be one of those you turn the the iPad around and there's going to be markups twenty five percent I love qu it quadruple yes. Now, Felix, I know you as one of the one of the better comics I know in Los Angeles, uh, and uh, you 
are king of the hustle, I have to say. Uh, any any exciting things happen? Any names you could drop for us? Any uh, achievements? Any anything stunning? Uh, uh, you know, I'm doing the shows around the uh, town, but uh, most excitingly, about two weeks ago, uh, we started a uh, a sketch comedy channel. Me, uh, another two comedians, uh, guy and. Comedians. Tara, I believe. Uh, Tara Daly and, and Guy Ruben. Uh, yeah, I was I was going to bring that up later, but it is actually a great chance for our audience to check you out. Uh, I believe your channel is called, hang on, Guy Tara Felix? It's a JTFO. Uh, okay. Guy uh, Tara Felix Originals. Get the fuck Get out. Get the fuck out, yes. Uh, All right. Uh, so JTFO, uh, JTFO Originals. Uh, and... Uh, we shot uh, we like uh, 10 sketches so far and uh we didn't doing great for a very new channel um i love it i've seen three and it's it's like slickly produced but there it's funny it has real humor in it and you know being hollywood it reminds me of the silent films because a lot of times you shoot it in a park we exclusively shooting in the park so far uh, it's easy to just bring everybody in the morning before the heat comes, and we just uh, not, uh, we do spectacularly fast. We, we in two three hours we can we can do five. Uh, then we edit. It's everything is fast. Everything is very quick. We it, each clip is 15, 18, 20 seconds. Nothing more than that. Just we go for like a, a sweet uh, one of the shareables. Uh, uh, comedies uh yeah but then you know maybe one day we'll expand it into um 25 35 seconds now so so tell me why like i've seen some of your original uh uh sh sh live action shorts on on uh the instagram and it's really funny and i know that you are an accomplished animator i, I want to toot your own horn on this uh including doing a hanukkah special my my nieces saw with uh, mm -hmm. Tiffany Haddish. So uh, what do you see, like when you do sketches, like what what do you keep your eye out? Like it, it seems like you uh, you have a knack for it. Yeah, because uh, you see animation takes a long time to uh, to do. Uh, so it's like uh, animation is a very sl a slow process, takes forever. So you, uh, I, I'm a director uh, and, and, and everything's like, from the vision to the to final product is takes takes too long. But here you literally write, shoot, and produce in the span of an hour. You know that's amazing. I, yeah, yeah, and it's it's that's what's really uh, fantastic to me that uh, realization of your ideas in such a short span it's like you know it's like imagine you are swimming in a in a in a in a bath of oil and it's like uh, and then you get into like a, a running it's, it's say like oh my god i, I can i can walk uh, i can run and he and this immediacy and of course the people i work with are super funny they yeah. super supportive they they run with every idea i throw at them uh, they uh, I, you see, they make fun of me a lot because I'm I'm uh, at least twenty years older than them. I I'm Russian, 
my accent, my I cannot pronounce uh, stuff. Uh, it takes me forever to, the lines uh, to, to to get it right. But they they're like you know cool. Well, well, oh yeah, but I guess the younger the youngsters also kind of add a nice sheen to the videos that I've seen because it does speak the Instagram video language. Like you guys do uh, the the proper font and the fast editing and. Uh, the first one I saw is really funny. It's a so-called prank. It's it's mm-hmm. face up as a prank that this woman's uh, new perfume will cause any man to go crazy. And it's so well produced because you cut to like images of uh, like pheromones in action or something like that, some kind of DNA. And then, you know, she walks by you and you, of course, chase her Benny Hill style. And that's the end of the video. Uh, and... It's great. It's really kind of cool, but it's really well done and uh, well edited too. Like definitely, I I see some young people's hands uh, working on that because uh, being old, I would have not thought of adding editing it that succinctly. Well, I, I I'm uh, yes. Well, you know, I'm uh, I'm still I, I'm the one that edits. Uh, oh. uh, most of the time, and, and I'm the, I'm I'm the main writer here. Like so. It, don't sell yourself short. I'm in my uh, late seventies. Uh, I'm 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 still capable of. Uh, sure, you, know. you and George a, Miller. Um, yes, uh, I'm. I'm actually. Uh, I'm planning on dying next week, so it's you know I have only week to to live. All right. Well, you heard it here first. Uh, we'll be airing this interview probably in two weeks. So R.I.P. Yeah. In in yeah. in in memorial, please uh, <laughs> put me in. No. You're one of the first uh, Hollywood comedians I met uh, when I moved to Los Angeles. And just tell me, like, uh, like what I like about your humor is that uh, you just, I don't know, you kind of nail it, like, just about stuff that we all talk about. Like, do you uh, do you feel like, I don't know, I'm trying to pick your mind, Felix. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there, like, gosh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm at a loss straight. of words. Shoot straight, shoot straight. What do you have in do- mind? Well, all right, fair enough. Uh, I just want to pick your mind. Like, uh, uh, wh- how do you come up with a bit? Is what I'm trying to ask. Oh, that's a good question. Yeah, uh, it's coming. Uh, it not, there's not a lot of science to it, really. It just uh, I, I'm I have confines. Like, I have really I can. Uh, I'm 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 what I am Russian. I'm from Soviet Union. I'm old. I'm fat. I'm uh, so I. This is like a, I learned that you take what you are and you bring it on stage. You know, I try to do other stuff. I try to do like what other comedians uh, do, uh, like dating. But I don't date, so I cannot. Uh, I, you know, other like things that not necessarily me. And then I'm getting lost. I'm not performing as well. But here I, I'm just bringing stuff on what, what, uh, what, bringing stage what what I have. You know, it's not easy, uh, but it's so me that it's much easier than just coming up with stuff that uh, I don't. I just I don't want to be the, the the fifth comedian that talks about Tinder. You know what I mean on the line. Sure. I, I want to yeah. be that. I want to be like like there's going to be comedian, 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 comedian. And me, and then comedian, comedian. So me will be like this super different, super like the the I'm I'm I I have a, uh, this white jacket I put on, so I'm immediately 
it's a kind of like a, I'm a showman, right? I'm immediately different. Uh, yeah. Then I have this accent immediately. I cannot hide it. Uh, I, and I and I and I immediately my first words I'm from Russia, and then I go like into this. Uh, uh, I don't talk about Russia a lot. I talk about me being uh, from Russia and how I'm tired of being from Russia. And <laughs> it's it's like uh, and it, I'm not judging anybody. I'm not in political. I'm not. Uh, I'm very clean comic. Uh, but my own personal kind of experience of and just saying the word Russia is it's funny. It's just uh, Russia, 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 and and people smiling. You know. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Oh, very cool. And yeah, and I, I've seen now. There's also like a Russian comedian circuit in in LA. Do you want to let the non-Russians know? Yeah, about this? it's well, it's a very new. Uh, so it was like a, a thing sporadically. Uh, there, there was, but uh, a year ago, or about a year ago, and because of the war, a lot of comedians left uh, Russia. Because they speak up, uh, spoke up, or whatever reason, uh, against the, the what's what's the war, and uh, some of them uh, w went to Europe, some U Turkey, some uh, Georgia, whatever, uh, Russian Georgia, uh, well, close to Russia, the one not American Georgia, but no, no. Uh, 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 what is uh, happened uh, next is some people just came to. Uh, to LA, uh, and some of them had like big comedians, you know, uh, very su successful comedians from Russia. Not a lot, but and then around them there was a little community. Uh, they did open mics. They did uh, in, in Russian, and now they trying a little bit, uh, like a, do comedy in English. Um, and I've done a show last week. Where uh, there was a, like three, four comedians who uh, just started doing English. Um, it's uh, it's tough, but they're doing it, and if they continue doing it in, in a year, two, three, they're gonna be just nailing it. You know. Um, I lost you. I had a I had a helicopter go by, so I muted oh, myself, okay. and then I started oh. asking a question. Uh, I actually, uh, yeah, no, I, I like, uh, God, I, I just said my question. I'm the worst interviewer, Felix. Uh, You're the best friend, though. Oh, hey, uh, we're definitely, we're best buddies, uh, besties, I guess is what they say. Yeah, uh, all right, so you know what? I, I like this. I, I, I want to oh, know if your comics. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah. Do you, do you yeah. like them? Yeah, oh, yeah. Hey, I especially liked... Uh, the style you had for this extra man. Let's see if we can get you on the camera. Yeah, uh, yes, yeah, nice uh, duo dots, nice tone. I, I like the whole style. Oh uh, yeah, I'm I'm a big fan. So anyway, getting back, it, it is interesting to be in the audience watching uh, uh, Russian comedians uh, talk about, you know, uh, just just stuff because uh, it's one of the first times I get a chance to hear it, you know, and uh, mm -hmm. uh, jokes kind of tend to connect. All right, fair enough, Felix. That has been our interview. I did an okay hey. job, yeah. You did one the greatest interview. All right, and you yeah. did a great job too, Felix. Yeah, I, I was I was shining. Uh, you gave me like I was shining on your background. That, that's that's, that's my job. 
My yes. job is complete. We want you to do our celebrity comedian countdown. We have everyone here. They're itching to see breakfast in Hollywood from the forties. Mm -hmm. uh, they have the link and they're waiting for you to do the countdown. So Felix Kiner, take it away. Okay, are you ready guys for your movie? Then let's do it. Three, two, one, go. Thank you, celebrity. Yeah. All right, here we go. Celebrity comedian countdown. Oh. <laughs> now, welcome to the movie, Carl. This is based on a radio. We like watching all of these shows the movies. It's an opportunity for us to watch doing a movie version of a very popular radio show. You gotta mute it, Mike. I can't hear you. We got the music on here. I think the volume off. So it was a radio show. there with me, friend? Great. Okay. Well, all right. So this is actual an actual show. It was during the '40s. It's a uh, radio host named Tom Benneman. He's a lot like Tom Bosley when he speaks, and he's in his '40s. He started in Hollywood with a radio show called Breakfast in, at Sardi's. Sardi's being the famous uh, Hollywood Boulevard yes. restaurant. Okay, well, we got a stupid intro. We have a narrator that starts off. Here's a little extra, extra. All there are extras out. Yes, a new day is starting, and most of us greet it with hope. I don't know like who this narrator is. Extra girls only on their way to work. Scene. United Artists Studio, please. We have models. Are these stenographers, sales girls, waitresses? Yesterday's beauty contest winners from all over the world. And the women who can't make it. <laughs> he didn't get her phone number. Uh, didn't harass her. Of course, for some people, yesterday still hasn't ended. These fellows have been rehearsing all night. No, I got, I, oh, shit. Sorry, Carl. All right, I'm going to... This movie starts right off with the Nat King Call Trio. King Call Trio. Uh, are we hearing a musical number for them now? Are they going to uh, do like do a full song? Yeah, I'm actually... I, I hit pause. It's a great song. It, this guy is a solid mashed potato... Solid potato salad. You could really dig them. So it's good. I recommend it if you watch the movie to check it out. It starts right off. Now, again, I keep talking about this guy, Tom Brenneman. Uh -huh. He opened his own. He realized how much money Sardis was making off this radio show. He said, fuck this. I'm going to open my own restaurant in Hollywood Boulevard and host my own show. So wow. he opened a restaurant on Vine in Hollywood called Tom Brenneman's. Now, the movie starts off, you just saw, with Nat King Cole. Nat King Cole yeah. is not performing at Tom Brenneman's. Oh, they are at a different club. Okay. All right. So we are going to meet a bunch of characters that are going to a radio show. Now, Carl, you said you worked on morning radio where you pretended to be a couple. Uh, yeah. Well, one time I was on War of the Roses on iHeartRadio. It was out of Los Angeles. I forget the name of the radio station. Yeah. Okay. Well, they're they're going to do that here in the forties. We're starting off. That is a character actor Zezu Pitts. Yeah, She's she a is famous, awful. Uh, we, we know her from Francis movies. Oh, she's great. I just yeah. thought she was the pits. Um, she was, was she the sergeant who was the older lady who used to be the sexy lady who got older? That's right. Gotcha. That's right. 
So one of the things about Tom Brenneman's show is that old ladies would show up and they would wear outrageous hats. And Tom Brenneman would single you out and put on your outrageous hat. So here's a fake radio contestant uh, listener <laughs> going to the show in her crazy hat. Tom Brenneman's got to pick me. All right. Now, wait, did you so see the way character. she was operating the vehicle, right? She yeah. had hand controls, not, bra not foot pedals. Isn't that weird? It's weird, yeah. Her son is Ralph Nader, which is even stranger. Wow! Oh. Her son is Ralph Nader? That's a <laughs> now, headline. Now, as one does... She oh, wait, wait, a... you're messing with me because he did seatbelts and stuff. Yeah, okay. he did the seatbelts. Okay. Okay. Now, we're going to go straight from that dangerous car to the Hollywood bus depot where she was just woken up. You know, her boyfriend was in the army and they're engaged, uh -huh. her fiance. And gosh, mm -hmm. you mean he's not at the base? Yeah, sorry. Hey, before you go back to Minneapolis, here's a ticket to Tom Brenneman's radio show. Why don't you hang out on Hollywood and Vine and check out Tom Brenneman? She happens to have like for ladies stuck at the bus depot, this woman has like an extra ticket to iHeartRadio's uh -huh. play in the morning. War of the Roses. Yeah. So she's going to go. She's looking for her fiancé who just got out of the war. But first she's going there. So those are two characters. Okay. Now this woman, you know her from, you know all these people. She, that's the Ma Bailey. That's Mrs. Bailey from It's a Wonderful Life. Oh, okay. Now she is 52 years old in this uh, as an actress and she's wow. playing an 82-year-old. She's doing great cuz I believe it. She was actually, you know, IMDb said that she played Jimmy Stewart's mom four times, something I had noticed, but I only <laughs> picked up three. She was also Ma Smith and Mrs. Smith goes to Washington. They're practically the same age. Yeah. Anyway, this is her house in Hollywood. She lives in Hollywood, Carl. Of course, who has a house with a little dog house and oh little doggy i have to go see tom brenneman's radio show <laughs> she's she gonna get involved irish accent or only no absolutely not. <laughs> just when i do it oh okay but i gotta i gotta give you a heads up carl she yeah. is going to be the victim of the greatest car accident you will ever see on hollywood and vine okay that's Our 14 minutes into the movie great. okay this is the greatest the greatest car accident. Oh, I didn't sure, know they had yeah. that potential. Yeah. Hey, listen, you got your crashes, throw them away. Now, all right, so we have our final characters are this delightful couple. Now, you recognize her from Glinda the Good Witch. That's Glinda the Good Witch. I actually do not know that show at all. You don't know The Wizard of Oz from 1939 or Glinda oh, the Good yes. Witch? Yes, I do know the. Yes, I do. No, the Wizard of Oz. I just didn't know her name, I guess. All right. Well, anyway, she looks, she's dressed up as an old lady, as we do for this movie. So maybe that's what threw you off. But he, she's married to this gadfly, Cartwright. And this is a, one of my favorite character actors. He, uh, let me find his name, Raymond, Raymond Walburn, or Ray Walburn in here. Okay. He worked with Frank Kappa. He worked, you remember that movie we watched, The French Say Are a Funny Race? Yeah. So that's director Preston Surge used this guy in all his movies. And Hail the Conquering Hero, that guy says my favorite line in movie history. He's he says, Well, dog my cats. <laughs> well, dog my cats. 
and saying, honey, I'm going off to Tom Brenneman's radio show. Oh, I'm too tired. Oh, door closes. <laughs> he's going to call up two biddies. He has a, a, a side piece, and he's calling her up right now. Uh -huh. now. Hollywood in the 40s, and after that charming little introduction, they're basically gold diggers. She has a roommate. She's going to like, oh, yeah, who is this, Mr. Wheelface? No, it's Cartwright. And... Uh, <laughs> Oh, my my wife's gone for the day. Ladies, let's go to the track. This guy is single-minded. He wants to go to the barbershop and then the track. And there's her little roommate who wants in on the action. Right. So they don't have a triest. They go to the dog. They go to the track. Right. So they're going to go to the track, and they she, she can't wait for they can't wait for him to spend money on her, on them. <laughs> So that's that's I think that's all the characters we got. How exciting okay. is that? Okay, yeah. No, I did some research. Uh, the reason why I had seen this movie on Paramount Plus, Paramount Plus has a lousy collection of movies from the 40s, but this was a good one. Uh -huh. uh, it's not on, it's on Tubi. And what sparked my interest was I, I picked up a book by George Geary, it just came out this year called LA's Landmark Restaurants. And they had a, several pages. There he is. Check this out. Check out the fucking cows on the side of the goddamn road. I don't know where the, he's picking up this sailor. And is this Beverly Hills? Is this Hollywood Ball? I have no idea what I'm looking at. I do know San Francisco is 400 miles that away. Yeah. <laughs> the sign tells you. That's a famous landmark. I can't place it. Oh, okay, they're, so they're driving behind in front of a movie. Uh, yeah, probably. Movie screen. Sunny radio show. Breakfast in Hollywood. Ever hear of it? I'm afraid I have. My aunt back in Minneapolis listens every morning. A very intelligent woman. A very Tim. good taste, too. That's, he oh, doesn't realize he's talking good, to the host. Oh, terrific. Ah, <laughs> he's talking to the host. Yeah. Say, do you know the fellow who runs it, uh, Tom Brenneman? Oh, do I? Well, my mother knows him very well. My mother knows him. In fact, she folded his first pair of pants. Carl, the guy doesn't go, are you fucking playing with me, you goddamn asshole? No, he just... <laughs> just flies off the set. Whatever. This guy, nothing. Absolutely nothing. Do you know what this guy is known for? He was a re news reporter in one of the scenes in Citizen Kane. There you go. That's all I got. <laughs> That's his career? Yeah, in a nutshell. He was in the Inquirer newsroom. <laughs> He's the guy you get for the celebrity comedian countdown. Oh, I wish. This movie is 1946. All these people are playing older in this movie. It's really funny. Okay, here yeah. it is, Carl. Look at this. Wow, it's sorry. Can you imagine Carl's Restaurant, <laughs> right? There's a giant sign outside that says ham and eggs. Really? Get the fuck out of here. Where I'm am I going to get ham and eggs in Hollywood? Together? Show me a sign, God. Oh. Now, this fits. There's this main room. He walks in. Oh, hello, hello. hello oh, hello, hello Tom. Hello. He does a pre-show banter, which is extremely well rehearsed. Now but the this... sailor sees it's him. Yeah, right. And he's going to bring it up. Now, I'll, I'll, we'll listen to him chit-chat, but check out his mic style. Oh, I got hoodwinked. Holds it like a baby. He can't wait for Tom to pick her out for that crazy hat. I just came from the bus stop. How do you like getting up in the middle of the night? <laughs> what time did you get up? Four o'clock. Sucker. Sucker. So the, the book actually talks. They open the doors at 6 a.m. 
and they bring in 500 ladies, mostly ladies, and then servicemen and service ladies too, which I give a thumbs up for. Uh, and this was like a show that aired a half hour, like 9 a.m. And, uh, you know, you would sit in your kitchen and you would listen to it. And it was it was sponsored by like Ivory Soap for the first 15 and then Kellogg's for the last 15. I listened to one of the radio shows. Here Where we go. were you? Mrs. Marie Edge Dahl of Cherry Valley, California. Well, who are you? Valley. I'm Carl, not so reading Edge from the script. Where is Cherry Valley from yeah. here? Up near Beaumont. You mean down near Down by Cherry ah. Valley. <laughs> oh, that's hysterical. It's a valley. Well, it should be down. down by Banning. Yes, but we're up on the mountain. That's up. Yeah. Oh. Cherry Valley's on top of a mountain? Oh. Let's get this right now. Oh, God. And, um, when you Wait. go south, south, you go up south or up down south. south. Or down south. We go up south, but we're a little northeast. Whoa. <laughs> Marion? You're all Marion. Marion. In other words. <laughs> no, this is the funniest bit, by the way. And it's up. <laughs> and we're just 29 miles from Palm Springs. Oh, is that so? Uh -huh. yes, up or down or south? <laughs> oh, we're just to the right of us. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> This is one of those comedy bits where, like, will there be a good payoff to it? <laughs> right? Yeah, I, I don't know. Let's find out. Because... Did you ever hear of the down in Sleepy Valley? Cherry <laughs> Valley. Well, look, do you know of any valley which you have to go up to get to? What? Cherry Valley. Oh. Ooh, 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 what a payoff. That's, That's the bit. That's the payoff. Like you, as an audience member, you go, there's got to be a payoff. I trust this dude. And so you laugh at it regardless. Yeah. Or so she's Dorothy Larson. So she's going to give her a sob story. Now she used to listen to the radio show. She wasn't supposed to when she was a sonographer over at Toby's Donuts or whatever the fuck. She wasn't. Every time. She would sneak it. Yeah. She was eating coffee and donuts. And I wasn't supposed to. Wasn't supposed to listen to my show. Wasn't supposed to eat coffee and drink donuts at the donut <laughs> shop. But I quit and I moved here and I'm looking for my fiance. Was and he I'm the one in the car? Out. What's that? Was he the one that the guy picked up in the car? Uh, He's also from Minneapolis and they're going to. Yeah, connect. but he's not the. Okay. All right. Yeah. No, she's I, from I, Minneapolis. She's looking for her fiance. He knows the fiance, but there's a deep secret he won't tell her. What? Really? Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. I Heart Radio. War of the Roses. All the way. <laughs> uh, yeah. She she played Nancy Drew. She's best. Okay, here we go. This is it. She played Nancy moment. Drew. Okay, here we go. Car crash. This is it. The greatest car accident you'll ever see in your life. Right out the side, the melody. We need an Irish cop. We're okay. Call an ambulance. Right. It's okay, mother. Everything's all right. Here's my brogue. Who's the driver of this car? That's I the cat fly. But it really was. Well, dog my cats. Oh, mother, just stay there. We'll get an ambulance. Don't go into the light, mother. You ever see uh, Anchorman 2 with Paul Appel? No, Ron Burgundy, when he trips on the ice. I did right. see it. I don't remember that. He was doing a jazz flautist, and he tripped. Yeah. That and then she the course of the movie. Aside, don't go, Ron Burgundy. It's just an audience member. It's really funny. 
I am okay. I got to go to Tom Brenneman's. I am just over the way. This restaurant is now just office complexes, you know, what have you. Hollywood uh-huh. and Vine, that's where I catch the Metro. That's where I go to Amoeba Records. If I want to pose outside the Jennifer Lopez star, the Adam Sandler star, it's right outside. <laughs> so, and you'll notice, by the way, on the sidewalks, there's no stars on Hollywood Boulevard. Ah, oh, because it's earlier. Yeah. So, I'm okay. I'm off to Tom Brenneman's. Go fuck yourselves. And he's like, well, I, I got I got some hot ladies I got to go. Ah, buddy, you've got to stay with me. So the plot thickens, as it were. Okay, 8 o'clock. Now, it's weird. The book says the show starts at 9.30, but whatever. So here we go. They do this weird intro. Let me see if I can play it right. Out there along our network. Good morning from the ladies having breakfast in Hollywood. There you go. And say we have a swell turnout here this morning. Along about this time of our program, we'd like to visit a bit. I think we'll start with maybe you. What is your name? Harriet Dean. Where are you from, Miss Dean? I'm from Miami, Florida. Miami, Florida. Uh-huh. Mm, hot down there, isn't it? <laughs> oh, get the fuck out. All right, well, now... Okay, here it is. This is so plant. This afternoon, it will be Henderson. Oh, being divorced? I'm being married. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations. I suppose you're the happy groom-to-be. Yes, ma'am. I'm <laughs> sir. That's you, Carl. Yes, ma'am. I mean, <laughs> sir. <laughs> oh, yeah, I used to do that. Yes, ma'am. Say it to some guy who's being tough. You go, yes, ma'am. It's all <laughs> You know what? I remember you driving your brother crazy by giving a dollar bill to him. But first, let me count it. <laughs> <laughs> you lick your thumb and you count the one dollar. He's like, give me the dollar. <laughs> all right, so the old lady got hit by the car, but she's okay. She's going to sit next to Zazu Pitts. And now he's going to talk to the serviceman. So Zazu, Zazu. Is it Zazu? Yes. No, wait. She, no, she wasn't the one who used to be hot. And, don't just say yes, 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 Carl, to anything I say. Now I know her. She's the crazy one who was in the Francis movies. Yes, yes, Carl. Aww. She's like, she has this energy. She's like uh, uh, olive oil type. Do you remember her, in that film, she was like the nurse or something, and she, you know, she just fell in love with the guy, and she'd do anything to help him? Yeah. Oh, no, she's great. I wa- I had an opportunity to watch her sh- shorts. It was like female Laurel and Hardy. It was like mm-hmm. Broad City back in the day. It was her and Thelma Todd. And they were just like two, you know, brass. Uh, they were a comedy duo. And it was it was funny stuff. I don't honestly, I don't remember any of it. But, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, he did a lot of charity work, March of Dimes. He raised, you know, a lot of money. Uh, interesting guy. He, so I, I should say up front, he's going to die of a heart attack in 1948 at the age of 47. Wow, like that's show. pretty, yeah, that's not cool. That's not cool. I mean, Carl, I can't imagine, like, maybe Guy Fieri would pull this off. He owns the restaurant where the show is being broadcast. Mm-hmm. So he's a restaurant manager, radio host, you know, radio producer. It's a lot. Uh. I suppose it's a lot, but okay. Now this is a guy you picked up in the car, right? And he says, "I'm from Minneapolis." He goes, "Hang on a second. During the pre-show, we met a woman from Minneapolis. You should meet her. Here's Dorothy Larson." Oh, hi, I'm Dorothy Larson. Oh, I want you to meet Ken Smith. Cohen. 
I think that's just oh, <laughs> oh okay, 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 okay. could be good. Yeah, they you, wouldn't man. have a Jewish guy in this. No, one. there would be no. Listen, if they had a Jewish guy, he would be at the uh, club when that king called. They wouldn't be a top bread of his. That's for sure. <laughs> Is that crazy? This restaurant, so it was ham and eggs. And during the show, he'll say, um, he's going to actually talk to famous mothers. He's going to say, ah, Mrs. Cooper, mother of Gary Cooper. And he'll say, enjoying your bacon, Mrs. Cooper? So he uh, talks to Joan, Mrs. Crawford. Will you tell Joan Crawford that we said hello? Absolutely. So we'll, we'll see him more. Will uh, she get her fiancé during this film? No, the fiancé will not pop up. There's a dark secret about the fiancé. Okay, okay. You want me to tell you? Um, only if it's he's gay. That would make such a great movie, Breakfast in West Hollywood. <laughs> I have All a right, new fiancé now. His name is Smith. <laughs> well, all right, yeah. So, look, he says, here's a couple of yeah. He says, uh, hey, you guys are swell. I'm going to give you guys five bucks. 1948, that's a lot. Like Make sure you spend it on my restaurant. Dude, that <laughs> is so many violations. <laughs> okay, so here he is. So he's famously known for looking out for crazy lady hats that he puts on. Now, this is where Zezu Pitts shines. She's got a crazy hat. Oh, what you whipped up? Oh, I cooked this hat up. Oh, it looks undercooked to me. Oh, 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 oh. oh, there we go. Look at that. She's great. Yeah, look she's at awesome. me. There's she's actual the pathos of this movie. Now, one of the things about this movie is that he would do these, he would put on these hats, but there was a famous celebrity known for her crazy hats as well. Goss radio gossip columnist Hedda Hopper. Okay. We've seen Hedda Hopper in a in a movie before the Oscar. I love that film. Yeah. So she played herself. Oh. So Bobby pointed out an even crazier hat, a fishbowl. Now, who is wearing that crazy hat? She's going <laughs> to leave. My hat's great. <laughs> so it's Hedda Hopper herself. Oh, Hedda. Oh. So she, he just dissed Pitts. Yeah. He was, Pitts was like ready to take her hat off for him to wear. Oh, oh, there it is. This is Mrs. Cooper. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the bacon. Fine. And <laughs> yes. Mrs. Luther, Joan Crawford's mother. Oh, hello. How, How are you? How is Joan? Fine. Mm -hmm. Please give her my regards. I certainly will. I Thank certainly you. will. And uh, you are you hear our program too? Do you? Every morning. Mm -hmm. You enjoy it? Very much. Well, that's nice. You think I'm a good master of ceremonies? The best ever. <laughs> You think I'm handsome? Very handsome. Mm -hmm. And terribly underpaid, wouldn't you say? Yes, very much underpaid. You know, you sound just <laughs> like my mother. I am your mother. And she is, too. <laughs> what a payoff, Carl. Oh, wait, Hedda's going to get the last oh, word. what a lot of ham in that family. <laughs> oh. hey, speaking of ham, Hedda, I'm inviting you all down for dinner tonight. Why, thank you, Tom. We'd God, he's such a weird... He had dinner tonight, Carl. He's, he fucking hangs around this restaurant. I don't get it. I don't All get day it. long. It's his job. It's like Ryan Seacrest, live from Ryan Seacrest restaurant on Hollywood yeah. Mind. That's a little weird. Oh, Zazu Pitzer getting her hat dissed. Yeah, right. This is the pathos of the movie. He's going to put on this hat. Oh, 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 oh. He doesn't even let go of it because it's probably going to fall off him. 
Don't feel bad, dearie. Not theory, it's theory. Your hat is much worse, I assure you. Oh, I gotta go. Oh, yeah. So, he's it's such a weird movie. He's got a fishball, and he says, like, uh, you think a duck's gonna come? And he goes, probably a woodpecker, she said, because he's so stiff. Mm-hmm. Do you like Spike Jones and his city slickers? The only thing I know from Spike Jones is that Nazi one insulting Hitler. Oh, Defer's face. Yeah. We hail. Yeah. And then, do you know cocktails for two? Hiccup, hiccup, hiccup. Probably. Do you know the one where they go, Beetle Bomb? These songs, I probably know if I hear them because they have legs and he was so famous. But, and look at his. Right I have for Hedda Hopper. This is a song about Hedda Hopper's hat. What do you got? A hat for a head of hopper. Take a ripe banana and a jigger of Quantro. Broil it over charcoal, that's Miss Hopper's new chapeau. Add a pickle to the side of Grandpa's old silk topper. What do you got? A hat for a head of hopper. I mean, I'm I'm not crazy about orchestras, and I guess they weren't either. I mean, they're all professional musicians. Everything's synced up, but they just like took a big piss on like these swing these orchestra bands, you know. It's Look how cool. they're dressed like bums. Yeah, right. Well, his suit, man. Can the guy try too hard, Spike? Oh, I'm waiting for yeah, him. not the guys in the front. I mean, like the trumpet player and yeah. Can you mix it? Yeah, there we go. That's one of two times he's going to shoot a gun out in the restaurant. He does it for another musical number. (laughs) I'm sure it's just a starter gun. It's just, it's a weird, I don't know. Nowadays, you I don't think you could get away with it. No. What do you got? So this poor woman doesn't realize it's all set up anyway. I mean, if he picked this hat, then they wouldn't sing that song about Hedda Hopper. Of course not. Of course. Now, is this guy just a side plot throughout? Will he end it up will, It will definitely... Don't forget, his wife is at the, the show while he is... Gall- you know, he's trying yeah, to hook up... Gallivanting. Gallivanting. Oh, here we what go. I wish we say? could hit him some way to do it. Do what? Let him know that my birthday's coming up? Oh, for Christ's sake. Yeah, well, it is. That's one of my favorite jokes. Sorry, I, I should... So one of the sticks he does is a wishing well. There's Pharrell Hollywood had a ring. A, mm-hmm. a wishing ring. So he does. Have you ever done a show where you have to do a fucking raffle? It's pits. But he does a raffle on his show. He's the master of ceremonies. And every every show, he gives away a wishing ring. Wait. Did you say 49366? I have that number. I got it. I won. A little prop humor. Did that work, Carl? Wait. Say it again. I missed it. I was just watching Minneapolis. Oh, oh I, I got the ticket. Oh, very nice. Very nice. That's pre-planned. That was pre-planned. Good prop comedy. I appreciate your sentiment. It did work. (laughs) So she wishes, I don't know what she wishes. Oh, so there was a little clever joke. I got in late, so I didn't really have your breakfast. All I had was coffee and donuts. (laughs) Uh, So that's a joke from the diner. Yeah, because he did a pre-sweep, so yeah. they were already prepared. 
She's saying, I was a stenographer and now I just want to get married. So instead of taking dictation, you give dictation. <laughs> it's such a, listen, you know what? I, I mean, this whole thing is like, she's going to get married and it's all about marriage. They can't wait for these kids to get married. But every yeah. guy in the restaurant is like, oh, my wife. Right. Yeah, yes, that's right. And there's going to be another guy who's going to like do a wife joke, which is kind of funny one. Uh, but still, yeah, like they all regret it, you know. Well, how how did you say so old? I was married twice. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but she can't wait to get. She's just looking for a fiance. You won't and he shut knows up her. about it. Yeah, but she wants. Oh, like, oh, he yeah. knows she died. He and knows he that the fiance died. Okay, so I have good news. Your wishing well comes. Wishing ring comes with singer. Russell, I think his name is Adam Russell. Okay. Uh, Aaron Russell. So he's uh, he's best known for Besame Mucho. But he doesn't sing Besame Mucho. He's going to sing song. three songs into this uh, thing. So the first song is going to be in English. He's, he's crooning right now. And then he's going to go into another song. It's so strange, Carl, because he doesn't go on the main stage. He's happens to be at a table, and they just cue him, and then he sings off stage on the table. Yeah, is the chair tilted? I don't know. Yeah, that's a good question. There's another scene with him that later. That's not a good he... question. That is a stupid question. It yes, just looks like awesome. he's look. Oh, he's not showing it now. It looked like he was leaning the. Ch okay. Okay. This guy, you know, he's interesting. He's an American citizen. He moved to Mexico, kept his American citizenship, but he really? appeared in, yeah, he just performed there and he was in a bunch of Mexican movies. He was in a cartoon, Mexican cartoon, theatrically released cartoon in the 70s or whatever. Mm -hmm. So, he, you know, he did his work. Uh, let me see. I have a list of the performers. What do you got? God, it should be nice to have my notes right here. His name is Andy Russell. Uh, he died in 92. He was born in 19. He first performed at 13 at Coconut Grove. Besame Mucho is his big act. Right. Uh, the, the cartoon from the 60s was called El Mago de los Sueños. Uh, and he's Wait, also was going, it on Spanish TV or something? Maybe. Why? Okay. If there's subtitles, you want to watch it? Nah. I was asking a good question. Love me. You know, it's funny, Nancy Drew there, this yeah. is one of her rare adult roles. She married uh -huh. this uh, oil baron guy, and, and uh, when he passed away, she became a head of this company. And one of the things the company did was produce episodes of Lassie. And she actually, so she directed an episode of Lassie. She appeared, I think, as the mom and a narrator. But the director of this film, this, this kind of, also directed episodes of Lassie later on. How, how yeah, would, this, uh, let me see if I can find a director. He's, you know, this, this, I have not much to say about the writer. He just cranked them out. You know, <laughs> I know that when you look for stuff, uh, you go, yeah, he was a lot of things you never heard of. So the director, his name is Harold Scheister. Uh, Scheister. Scheister. <laughs> way, way to disrespect the guy. Uh, he did two things. He did B-movies like this, and then he did a million B-westerns. If you think you're going to get away with one number, you're crazy. What would you like to this. sing for an encore? Well, uh, how about Magic is the Moonlight, Tom? 
Oh, that'd be swell, especially in view of the fact you rehearsed it all morning. Uh, he stole my joke. He stole my yeah, joke. Like, we're as the audience, we're we just uh peek behind the curtain. <laughs> now it's quiet in the moonlight. He's great, he's wonderful, he's bland ultimately. And what I noticed watching this movie is that he's gonna segue into Spanish and you'll never realize it. Uh-huh. Because you're not paying attention. Oh, I'm paying attention. Not you. I'm waiting for him to go into Spanish. I don't know if he had like a lot of musical acts like this during the show. The, the episodes I listened to was just him chatting to ladies. So maybe it was for the movie or maybe you just missed you know, I think it's for the movies. Mm -hmm. This show, man, he had 10 million listeners. Hey, you that know? beats us. Wow, that beats us that by beats nine us million. That's by nine billion. Nine hundred thousand. Ninety-three. Three people. That is a lot. <laughs> We're almost there. He's doing much better than us. But but he's Listen. yesterday's news. He's yesterday's news. See, he's speaking, sings Spanish. The first time I watched this movie, I was spacing out. And I came to, and I'm like, what the fuck? You speak he's yeah. Spanish right now. Yeah. He's Spanish, yeah. You didn't notice he was singing Spanish. Because you missed it. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, I just, one of the reasons why I wanted to do this movie is that it's just a great pop culture curio. Uh -huh. This guy was super popular. Opened up, a, owned a restaurant. Nice time. Yeah. Yeah. And one of the things you'll notice in this film is that how he, this is an office to him too. He goes back to the office basically. And there's a secretary here in the restaurant. who's was like, there's someone waiting for you, Mr. Bennington. So I don't know. Like, I don't know how he really lived his life, but the poor guy right. had a heart this attack at 47. So. All right. Now, as we do each morning, We'd like to award our orchid to our eldest guest, and I want a bid. Now, who do you think oh. it's going to be? 71. Oh, 71. Oh, someone's oh, going to be the Easter. Seven, yeah. 79, over here. 82. 82. 82, over there. He's going to do a Tom Bosley bullshit where he keeps winner, repeating the way her cadence goes. 82. 82. And so it is. The little lady over here. Well, Keep it a sound on, because you're Hello there. a funny joke. How are you? 83. 83. 83. <laughs> a female baritone. <laughs> <laughs> Did you say that, sir? I'm 83 years old. Well, this is a ladies' program, sir. <laughs> You would look pretty silly walking down Hollywood Boulevard with an orchid in your lapel. Yes, I made a mistake. My daughter-in-law says I'm only 78. Hmm. How'd you make a mistake like that? I've been married twice. Oh. <laughs> right? Damn you, women. Gar? Yeah, he has. He gives an 83-year-old old man a fucking big-ass cigar and kept in his jacket. Well, it looks like you are officially the oldest bird in the room. And she's from 
California, Hollywood, California. So, yeah, she, she, I mean, she got hit by a car. And despite yeah. that, she came here. One yeah. of the things he does is that I don't know if it's Queen for a Day or whatever the radio make you feel good by bringing up an old lady routine is. But he's going to bring up the old lady. And then as he does, he's going to give her an orchid and a kiss, which she insists. Now, you thought that like conversation about Cherry Valley was far fetched. I did. Let's, yeah. Do <laughs> <laughs> you have any children? Yes, one son. Grandchildren? One. Great grandchildren? One. Annie, you're in a rut. <laughs> right? God. Can I call you Annie? Sure thing, Tommy. You're a very active woman for 82. Oh, sometimes I feel that I'm not very active, but I've got my own teeth. <laughs> <laughs> I have mine, too, on the lower side. <laughs> now, Carl, do you know any 40-year-old that talks like him? It's Well, it's a different time in our country. It's a different culture. But at the same time, these are so scripted. Yeah, I know. It's It reminds me of War of the Roses, iHeartRadio. Well, you know, on that one, we were just given the premise and then we ad-libbed, you know. But, I mean, this is literally scripted and they're really sticking to the script. They could right. have made it a look, a, you know, just every now and then go, <clears throat> or, you know, stumbled on a word. Come on. Like, it's just so obvious. I know, but his, like, his banter, I don't, I don't know if it's funny or not. I can't, I I, I'm on the fence. Like, he seems like he knows what direction the conversation is going to go. And he's, you know, he's listening. He's listening as a host to them. And then he, right at that moment, he nails it. And the, the bit's over. But, like, for example, she's saying they lived in a town in New Hampshire. But because her husband was a fireman, he had to be on call in another town. And that's the comedy routine. It's a little inconvenient. It's like, it would be more inconvenient if you just burned the firehouse down. And then he could stay in your place right hilarious 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 this hunched over weird i don't know is he like he's not a sexy guy he's like is he a dad is america's dad is he like friends to the old ladies he gets involved in this movie because this show is only a half hour the radio show so well, we will see not like america's dad you know um He's friends to the old ladies, right? Like you, you're a housewife, and you get a half hour with Tom. You have breakfast. Mm -hmm. It was on the Blue Network, Breakfast of Sardis, which was ABC. When he and Sardis sued him like a hundred million when he decided to do his own show, saying, Why? "Hey, we're we're gonna do our we're gonna keep doing Breakfast of Sardis. Breakfast of Hollywood sounds too confusing." It never happened. They never sued. They never Sardis never did their own radio show after Tom. So Tom opened up his little restaurant, and uh, oh, here's the Lily. Now, I have a big mistake I've made. Now, on 57th Street in Manhattan is Sardi's. There's the Russian Tea Room. Yeah. There was a third one. Uh, it's gone, long gone, so I'm forgetting it. But but am I wrong? Wasn't Sa Was Sardi's a franchise, and there was one in New York and one in Los Angeles? Do you know what? I'm going to hit myself in the head. That was the one section in that book, L.A.'s Landmark Restaurants by George Geary, that I didn't read about Sardi's. I just yeah. 
I said, wow, this guy, I saw the movie. I'm going to do it. Maybe there isn't so, Sardis in Manhattan. Not, but I remember There is a Sardis. I don't think they're related. There. They're not okay. related, Carl. Okay. I, I just think they just happen to be two. And if there is, they were. But yeah, I didn't really look up that. I should have because it's an old Hollywood Boulevard. Uh, this is good. It gives us a break from the restaurant. <laughs> I Honestly, I agree with you. So, I mean, the radio show is a half hour, and this movie is about an hour 20. So we basically get to see the entirety of the radio show, I guess, wow. or the movie version of it. And then when it ends, the movie continues with the lives of these people. All right, she's taking out her gum. I used to hate doing raffles at comedy And now shows. her fingers, her saliva fingers, the same thing that took out the gum touched the... Well, I mean... Did I, can I point out there's only one person wearing a mask in that room? Jeez, it drives me crazy. No, this is definitely pre-pandemic. I mean, I'm guessing. This is probably They just came out of a Great World War. They had other this things. was post the 1890s pandemic, wasn't Remember the... When 1920s, we had our pandemic, they talked about the last one. It was... Wasn't it yeah. late 1800s? And, yeah. San Francisco had this rule saying, like, because of this plague, if you're in Chinatown, you have to stay in Chinatown. Unless you work, you know, outside of Chinatown, then you're healthy enough to come join us. That's weird. Yeah. Oh, now, who is this lady? I forget. Columbus, Ohio. I think you remember anything. No. <laughs> Just a little nervous. Now, don't be afraid of this microphone. No. You've won our beauty kit. Oh, okay. Those, this is Glinda. This is the gadfly's wife. Look at that beauty kit. Why do you it's call got him loads. a gadfly? What is a gadfly? A gadfly is a person who's like a pain in the ass because they're uh, arguing against authority and they're... Uh... I always think of Jackie Gleason. I always think of a man about town who's, you know, bigger than life and uh, no, larger than life. No, a gadfly is like Socrates was a famous gadfly because the establishment hated his muckraking. That's a gadfly. A guy who goes out and cheats with his wife, you know, like in, oh, so he's, he can't get to these ladies. It's one trouble after another. He gets, he hits a lady, walks into his car. <laughs> the cops have to bring him to the station. Now his car is busted. And he has only one part and I got to order it. So he's keep calling up his little mistresses saying, hey, almost, I'm listen, on my way. we're going to the track. But one of the great things he says is we go, we first go to the barber's. We're shaving a haircut, and then we're off to the track. And this guy will actually keep the ladies in the car while he goes gets a shave and a haircut. <laughs> we're done with the radio show. It's over. And the Let's... moment's over, fucking Ma Smith just lies down. Now she's, she can't. Whew. That car must have hit her harder than she thought. Now, Annie, what's going on here? Oh, this movie. So basically, she doesn't want to go to the hospital, Carl. She's got yeah. her little dog. The only thing that cares for her is she cares for him. Well, don't worry. Uh, I saw a sailor. He'll go to your house and he'll he'll walk your dog. What? Oh, it, there's no bother. Like this guy. Yeah, see, the sailor will help you. This sailor's here because he's buying a suit. Did the sailor ever say to the host, like, hey, you know, okay, you tricked me. I didn't know it was you and you. No, but you saw his face when he did that gulp. <laughs> you know, oh, silly me. He No, he never said, listen, you're a fucking asshole. And I didn't appreciate your mother pressing your pants joke either. And 
your mom's a garbage monster I saw in person, Tom. You know, that type of thing. Yes. You know how conversations go. Okay, a gadfly is a person who persistently annoys or provokes others with criticism, schemes, ideas, demands, and requests. And that's because a gadfly is any various flies as a stable fly or a warble fly that bite or annoy domestic animals. Interesting. Oh, okay. Philanderfer, philanthropist. It's got to be with a G, right? It's a person Man who goes out on town and. Look at this. Hollywood. This is like every day on Hollywood Boulevard. It's wheel of it. What's going on? There's a car. That's so her going she, to the hospital. Right. Because she was okay. okay. She got her Lily. Then after she got the vapors and they had to take her away. Now, hey, you mentioned my fiance, and then you said you don't know him, and that he was going out, going to marry someone named Clara. Why don't you tell me what's going on? Oh, see, oh yeah, I have a photo. Obviously, you're friends with him. <laughs> it's a very small army, a navy, right there. Yeah, I mean, listen, there's only so much people you can fit into that boat. Yeah, well. <laughs> He's like, I can't tell you. I got to walk this old lady's dog. You want to join me? So they're going to go to a weird, nondescript Hollywood park that I don't recognize and walk the dog. So they're going to go together on a dog walking date, even though it's not a date. So he knows that the fiance is marrying another woman, but he's not <gasps> telling her because he doesn't. That is right. Ding, 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 ding. Yes. He didn't die in the war, Carl. He just met a woman, another woman, and then they married before they left, before he shipped out. Oh, he's already married, even. Okay. Ladies! Uh, ladies. He does have a really funny bit where he says, sorry, I'm... Oh, no, this is in his office. There's his secretary. Oh, she's... Why, Gloria, why didn't you tell me he was so good-looking? <laughs> Uh, Miss Hammer, suppose you run along to lunch? Eh? I'd be glad to. Ooh, drop the hammer. She's disappointed so, yeah, that he's cheating. All right, they can't wait to go. So this poor guy hits a lady. That's caused a delay. Goes to the police office. Delay. Gets his car replaced. Delay. Now, finally, they're in the office. You ever look like Gable? Oh, yeah, I don't think I have his shoulders. <laughs> Uh, yes. All right, nothing can stop us. We'll stop at the barbershop, and who's there? Hey, that old lady is spinning in her grave. You got to go here back to the office, back to the cop office. The I don't know where station. this is shot. Lisa, is this Hollywood forever? I don't know. I, I, okay, I so I the radio show is over for the rest of the movie. That's correct. Okay, that's correct. Okay. We're done. We're going to go back to Brenneman, Tom Brenneman's restaurant. But Of course. Yeah. So, you know, they're talking about the, the places they went in New York, and she, they didn't get chop suey because they couldn't afford it. And These, the, the, the captions are horrible. It's saying the word dope. It said suicide. It said Oh, chop suey. It's supposed to be chop suey. It's, it's chop terrible. Suicide. You know, YouTube shouldn't provide this service. Because it should. it's not, if it's 80% correct, that's still horribly wrong. 
I know. Honestly, I mean, it would be great if someone uploads it with uh, there's ways to get subtitles and maybe edit it. But this is a, it's good for a fix. It's good for a fix. Well, are these lovely flowers? Carl, are they lovely flowers? What? Are they lovely flowers that they picked? Yeah, they're lovely what? flowers. <laughs> Fifty dollar fine. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. Nineteen forty six. This is why I think like the director and the writer they do their job. That bit could be in any movie. Mm-hmm. Now here's the amusement pavilion, which are of course in every. Is this Griffin Park? I have no clue. I wish I knew. Mm-hmm. So back then there was a Ferris wheel, and a photo booth. Carl, twenty five cents. That's a lot of fucking money. Because it was a frame. What? It doesn't look. They don't look happy. Well, that's exactly what they're saying. It says, "Well, can we do another one?" But this time, like we're smiling, and then. He, this Mac is like, well, gosh, I guess the problem is that we're just two different people and we're not connecting. Maybe if we like connect, we get a better picture. Like kissing? Well, you know, maybe put our arm around. Okay, he likes that. All right, much better. And she goes, <laughs> you going to put the quarter in? You ready? Ready for what? To put the quarter in, silly. Oh. oh. oh, oh, oh. Now they are right. getting cozy. Yeah, he puts it. What is this asshole going to do? What is this loser going to do, Carl? Don't do it. Don't. Oh, you idiot. Ah, I said, don't. Goodness gracious. We now I'm goodness. So this guy is kind of a jerk, you know? I mean, Uh I guess he was overwhelmed, but he's being a jerk. And then he's going to tell the truth, the truth about her fiance. Oh, Carl. Oh, oh, the drama. Both sort of in the same boat. What we need is somebody to help us over a hurdle, see? No, I don't see. There's something that you ought to know. Here we go. I'm going to tell you, but you're not going to like it. I don't want to hear anything more. As far as you're concerned, I'm terribly disappointed. Don't bother taking me back to the bus. Okay, well, go ahead and say it. Damn it. Please, I don't want you to think I'm just making a play for you. I meant that kiss from the bottom of my heart. Do you realize what you're saying? I sure do. I'm, I'm you're engaged. a fine friend of Jimmy. I'm a better friend of yours. That's why I want to tell you something. Here we go. What are you driving at? Just this. You may be in love with Jimmy, but you're not engaged to him. Why do you say that? Because he's married to somebody else. Married? I didn't want to tell you before because well, it was none of my business and I knew it would hurt you. I don't believe you. You're making it up. If it is true... Why didn't Jimmy tell me? Why didn't he write me? He was waiting to get up enough nerve. <laughs> he met a girl in Spokane. He hadn't seen you for over a year. Just went hook, line, and sinker for this other girl, and married her. The week I shipped out. A week thing oh, I shipped I out. I'll tell you sometime. You thought for Oh, uh, and then you just thought you could mack on me. Oh, no, it wasn't like that. I was really falling for you. From the bottom of my crotch. <laughs> From the bottom of my... T- Tiny curly well, hairs. The thing is, like, it, 